Hey, what it do with the business is. It's another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holler at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media. Yes, sir. Another quarantined day in the books. Can <laughs> <laughs> wrestle shit? Nah, man, I'm straight. I'm yeah. cool with this, honestly. People that don't like people are cool with this. Exactly. Can't tell me you don't miss anything. Exactly. That is funny. People like the, the, the really don't like people. I just like I said last week. Though, I really just missed the the opportunity to go places. For sure. I will take advantage of a lot more shit. I feel like now since you had to sit through not being able to do so. You know what I mean? Man, as long as you can focus, man, you can actually get a lot of shit done right now. That is a fact. That Low is key. a key, definite fact. I am Spike Lou though on the. Great Instagrams, tweet streets, and the social medias where you'll find me. Also, check us out on Facebook, too, man. Man, please do. Facebook rap chat, man. Get that popping. It's been quiet lately, man. We finna get it back shaking, though. Don't worry about a thing. Yeah, they messed up the order, shit. That, man, the Facebook group algorithm is trash now. Holly Zuckerberg about that. Give the people your socials. Man, animal underscore brown if you're looking for the kid, man. Instagram, Twitter, and Snap. Uh, we got an action pack episode, man. Your boy Future dropped. It's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Mm. Action packed. Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> on deck episode three forty nine. We have a special announcement on three fifty later on in the episode. Don't worry about a thing. Yeah, make sure y'all catch that. Um, on today's episode, Young Thug is in more beef. Uh, Master P is mad, and we review Future's latest album. But first. Uh, so let's talk Swiss beats, man. While speaking to Joe Budden on IG Live, Swiss explains he feels current hip hop artists should pay taxes to hip hop founders. He said, "Quote from Cool Herc, as well as Melly Mel, Grandmaster Flash, and Sugar Hill Gang. We need to pay taxes to the creators of hip hop that gave us freedom of speech to go forward." End quote. Are you here for the hip hop tax benefit in the OGs? I am here for it, and I. Definitely agree with Twist Beats, mm. uh, but we wouldn't be talk about, talking about this if there wasn't any controversy around it. People jumped down Swiss Beat throat behind Pauls behind this uh, because, in my opinion, like I said, it's a great point. But when you're somebody like Swiss, people seeing the house, you're married to Alicia Keys, like people seeing the car collection, like Swiss ain't hurt. Absolutely right? not. So when you're in his position, you don't go and say, hey, I'm looking for people to help me do this. Like, Swiss is a boss. You look like, this is what I got going on. And I've pledged this much. You guys would like to contribute to be a part of this cool, if not your lame. And he did come out and clarify a little later that that is what he was saying, that he wanted these things to happen. So he was saying he was going to start doing them. But I think people took it as for lack of a better term, him starting to go fund me for old rappers. Right. And ain't nobody here for that. But I personally am here for the message of what you said. Like the people that started this, the people who were the forefathers of hip hop, they should definitely be taken care of just to even at the very least make hip hop as reputable a genre as the other ones out there. Like you see the older acts of U2 and you see older acts like the Rolling Stones, people that are still able to tour, make a lot of money and still be heralded as some of the goats of their genre. Hip hop should extend that same thing. So I do agree with what he said. Yeah, I'm with Swiss on this all the way. It was taken a little bit out of context when he first said it. 
Uh, I did watch when he was on uh, IG Live with Fat Joe, and he was able to give a little more detail. And I'm super here for it. And this is why I'm here for it with this person, though, because Swiss is walking the walk and not just talking the talk with the Versus series. Everybody that's been on that series has seen an uptick in visitors to their site, followers on their social media, and a huge uptick in streams. So he's technically doing that, showing love for people, getting them some bread right now. Because honestly, if we look at all the people that have been on Versus, they're not people that are necessarily relevant today, so to speak. They're more like 2000. We got T-Pain, Luda, Nelly. Um, you know what I'm saying? They're more, they're more relevant. They're past their prime. Let me say that for the majority, if I can think of any off the top of my head. And so he's doing a form of what he's suggesting here with them right now. Um, he had a goal for $1 million for each of the founders. And that's where it's going to get a little tricky. I'm not going to lie, because you, then you have to be like, okay, who's a founder? Are we only talking about Sugar Hill Gang, Grandmaster Flash, and Melly Mel? Who hurt? Is that, is that all we're talking about? Or are you, you talking about some other people? You can best believe some people will come out of the woodwork and say, I was there. Where's my check? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to get a lot of that. But I think the idea and the thought behind it is is genius. It's similar to what Nori has been kind of trying to say. Um, you know, hip-hop needs a union. We need a flag. We need, you know, kind of our own govern-type situation. So it's kind of leaning toward that. But I think, it's, I think it's genius, man. I'm fucking with Swiss Heavy on this. It is genius. And ground rules definitely... First of all, flag is fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, that's from, still funny. Nori he funny was off with that. He had the right yeah, concept, yeah. but he was off. Uh, shout out to David Banner, his flag for hip hop. But you brought up a good point as far as people coming out of the woodwork and, and, and wanting their fair share and, and, and saying that they're four founders, four founders as well. Nori's idea ties into this brilliantly because you're able to Go back, if you have a hip-hop union, figure out with some ground rules what you need to be to be accredited in this union or what mm. you have to have to make sure. Like Just like the Actors Guild. Yeah. They got a Writers Guild. They got an Actors Guild. You can have a Rappers Guild. You can figure out the qualifications. And these people, like you said, you can go back cool hurt and go to their catalogs and if you meet the qualifications then you should apply and you should be able to feel some type of pension from that and then people who also are still active would have to pay dues into that and it'd be all about protection just like unions all over the world so it can be done and someone like swiss would definitely be one of the people that i love to see heading it because he does have experience with leading different things outside of hip-hop he's on several boards for art museums and different mm. things of that nature he teaches <laughs> in a couple universities uh he's uh i think he's on the board for Fashion Week. So I say that to say he has organizational skill to be able to put this in place. It's just putting some ground rules together and doing it. And he can rep he can represent in any different lane, and and we not sit and roll our eyes at Swiss. Like Swiss, he can go on today's show and represent the culture in a in a in a good fashion. And he can also go to Breakfast Club and do the same thing. So you know what. We Talk may have stumbled upon, like, I know we were talking about who would run it and be the president. We said T.I., David mm -hmm. Bowen. Swiss might be that dude. Because like you said, man, Swiss can go on Good Morning America and me as someone who grew up in hip-hop or whatever it might be. I'm not going to be embarrassed at all if he's representing my yeah. point of views from hip-hop from Good Morning America or if he got to deal with somebody on CNN, even Fox News. I feel like Swiss would be one of the few people that could hold their own or any any uh platform so i agree with you yeah he can move in in them rooms and and one thing i thought about <clears throat> that uh, I, I i don't understand the backlash i didn't get the backlash you know what i'm saying like I, do you know how easy it would be if we just let's just say it was five million a million a piece for these people because it's it's messed up that they walking around hurting right now you know how easy that would be to, to first of all, there's a million rappers that are signed to deals getting a ridiculous amount of money. The tax would be so small, they wouldn't even notice that it would be something coming. Like it would be very small. And it would be more than enough to cover what it is what he's trying to do in his mind. And so I, I think people overreacted. I haven't heard any artists talk about it though. I'm I'm interested to know what artists feel about this. I would love for somebody to ask uh, either a vet like T.I. or a youngster like 21 Savage. Like, what, hey, what y'all think about this? How you feel about this right here? 
If it was an extra fifteen dollars out of your check, out of your rap check, right. how would you feel if it went to the OGs that started this shit? Right, I agree with you, and it makes it a lot more reputable. Like we said, like people see that and they're like, "Oh, okay, these they rapped, they got it." Yeah, and, and so. real quick though, the reason, the difference between U two and Bon Jovi and all them <clears throat> is that that genre of music has a little bit of a head start on hip hop, so that music doesn't sound dated today. The reason Cool Herc and them can't uh, travel and do shows on the scale of a Bon Jovi or U2 is because that music, the music has evolved so much past that, that it doesn't sound the same today. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it doesn't it doesn't have the same connection and, and rap has evolved to a certain sound, which is why we can still watch a versus with people from early 2000 and we can still watch it today and reminisce. Because it's not that far off from modern music, uh, hip hop that is today. But a hip, a hop, people don't rap like that no more. They don't rap anywhere near that. So it's not. So do people still make music like you too in that genre? I'm not familiar. I don't know. Well, no, oh no, that's a good question. I don't know. But what I'm saying is that that sound is not that far off from. What you know, I'm not, not saying now. quality. Like if, if I was to pull up a a. a a rock band that came out yesterday, they still would sound similar to some of those acts, is what you're saying. Yeah, as you wouldn't be like... Truth in hip -hop. You, you wouldn't cut on... A, if you're into rock, you wouldn't yeah, cut yeah. on a U2 song from 86 and go, man, what the fuck is... This? Like, it wouldn't It wouldn't. It's going to sound like a good rock song. Yeah, As opposed to rap. Right, right, right. As opposed to... Like, there's, there's some songs that travel, like maybe Boys in the Hood, Summertime. Right. Stuff like that, but going back to the cool hurt them, I'm not sure what that it don't would be. it don't hit the same. It, it and and plus hip hop wasn't on that big of a level back then like an old U2 song would. Like they they was already on a level right then. Everybody was getting money. They were already in front of a lot of people's faces. You um, cool Herc and them didn't have that luxury. They weren't. They were quote unquote like indie, like local, relatively speaking, to where we are now, the number one genre in, in the world. I think you bring up an interesting point uh, from that as far as like how rap is different from the other genres with you. You have to, in order to be in tune with, I feel like hip hop, you have to be abreast of the new artist. Like you can't mm. just sit and say, well, shit, now I listen to, to cool, cool, her big daddy Kane. And that's what I rock with. And here it is 2020. I'm 50 years old and I'm listening to cool, the Hurricane Big Daddy Kane still like if you were to call yourself a hip hop fan, right. that wouldn't be like you can't do that. Nah. Like you have to at least know who Lil Baby is, or you have to have listened to Twenty One Savage, even if it's just to say, "Well, I don't like it. I prefer this here." Right. Rock, country, other genres, you don't have to do that. You find your people you like, your band you like, and you listen to those albums your, like your whole life. Jay, like so, Jay is the first relevant fifty year old rapper. Like he's the he's the first one. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we we still relatively young in this. Like, this is new. It's new money for them. Rel you know what I'm saying? Relatively speaking, it's 20 years. That's young. I'd love to hear a uh, do a uh, thought. What is it? A think group or whatever it is with like kids listening to J album, like from 16 to 19. Just as, like as it re was released, just what they think about it and everything. I bet that'll be a when I have a 16 year old, they're gonna know that shit by heart. Some of them will. I mean, because you're probably going to put them on. There's some 16-year-olds out there that's like, who? Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> All right, next man. Your man's Young Thug, oh my God. Slime, uh, and Chris Brown put out a project, as you well know, because you were banging it in the whip. Nope. Um, that project flopped. That project did not do well at all. In the meantime, Young Thug has been beefing with French Montana still. Sauce Walker is alleging him of running with a snitch with the whole gunner situation. <laughs> Tell me this. Mm -hmm. Is beef good or bad for Young Thug business right now? Under normal circumstances, I'd say beef is bad for business. Man, but right now in this, in this COVID world that we're in, where it's super unlikely anybody's running into anybody anytime soon, man, <laughs> fuck it. Go for it. <clears throat> like, fuck it. It's going to keep French Montana. It's going to keep Sauce Walker. It's going to keep Thug's name in the news cycle, dude. Like, I watched the Sauce Walker rant on IG. It was highly entertaining. And it made me go back and listen to a few joints on his Ghetto Gospel 2 album that I hadn't heard in a minute. So he got some, his rant just got him at least a couple streams for me. So I know if I did that, then other people did that. And some people may not know who he is that are in the Thug, and now they may check for his shit. 
Like, it, fuck it. Like, why not, dude? It's, <laughs> this is all talk. If it's ever been all talk, it is certainly all talk now. Uh, Sauce Walker wants to square up with Young Thug. Like, that's never going to happen. That's funny. So, Shit. fuck it, man. Like, just go ahead. We, like, French Montana tried to make a backhanded compliment or whatever for the Thug and Chris Brown numbers. I think they did, like, maybe 18,000, 19,000 uh, first week. We know what Chris Brown does on a solo tip for the, as far as numbers. We also know Young Thug can put numbers on the board. So, the fact that they put it out early, a couple of days early, they leaked it. That hurt their numbers. We... We all know that them niggas do numbers, though. So this beef is all for nothing. But I say go for it because it keeps people talking, man. Fuck, it's free promo at this point. Seems like we're going to agree on the first two points here because I definitely say Young Thug put the foot on the gas and just speed on, like, just going down the beef lane, especially with these two. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm not knocking French Montana, his background. I'm not knocking that at all. But I just feel like the Young Thug is prepared. As you said, you brought up a great point. It's quarantine. Ain't nobody outside. Nope. But I think if we were outside, Young Thug is definitely prepared to run into niggas. <laughs> he wanted he wanted a few niggas that I don't even question at all as to like, okay, if this happened, is he gonna be good? Because I feel like that he's gonna be good just based off the folklore that's out there about him. If you come to Atlanta, you definitely will find out. Uh, so I say like, yeah, have fun because it doesn't seem like it's bothering him really either. That's true. I think he's entertaining and keeping it going, like you said, so his name can stay out there as well without it putting out music. I'm surprised it's with those names on this album that it did flop, but uh, I don't see this as real beef for Thug, so he can keep it powering through. Uh, Sauce Walker, like, I, I hope people listen to it, find his music throughout this time because if you like his style you may like find a, a little gold mine there as That's far as going back and checking out his tapes because sauce <laughs> definitely has something to say so i fuck with him uh but i just don't think it's much to do about nothing and i think that young thug revels in it and loves this he's like fuck it bring it on yeah now nah, he ain't scared of running in the niggas and and see french montana uh, uh, listen he's too old man he's too old for this shit man it's just like um, French Montana and him is just like Snoop and Takashi. Then, like, didn't you cheat on your wife? Shit, did Takashi say back to Snoop? Because you respond to these trolls, you let them in to like say throw these low blows and shit like that. So, like, don't even fuck with these niggas. Yeah, like, don't even fuck with them. He he said some backward shit about the sales, but then in the middle of saying something about the sales, he said that he squashed the the beef with Thug, and apparently not because Thug. <laughs> clap back at him just as quickly as he mentioned the damn Chris Brown album. And so I'm like, man, I, like Thug is having fun with it. He's loving this shit. It, it, he's here for this all day, every day on IG. Um, I don't follow him, though. You can cancel that. But it, it comes across my timeline still. So, But uh, beef, fuck it, man. It, it, I promise, if this was anything but a quarantine, I would say, man, this shit ain't really good for business. But right through this gap, man, fuck it. It's better than putting out a project and not being able to tour. This will keep that the name funny. alive through these next couple months. Yeah. At least maybe you can put out some merch or some verses, merch, or beef something. merch or something like that. What we got next? Man, next <clears> up, <throat> man, let's talk Griselda. Um, Westside Gun has been busy in this pandemic, man. We spoke on him signing a couple of new artists a few weeks ago. Well, you can add a 19-year-old Atlanta artist, YN Billy, to the list of new Griselda signees. Uh, Westside Gun announced this on Twitter along with the clip of Billy. Let's hear it and see if he's got a winner. Hey, bitch, don't still rob me and pay your rent. I'm a bad the hole while I'm playing a prank. Sick of my phone when I do it again. Triple this song while I triple the brick. I don't wanna fuck, but she's sick in the head. Can't fold y'all niggas, y'all left me for dead. Can't find you a partner, I'ma shoot you instead. The SOT, but the inside red. None of the bed on the inside bed. I don't wanna fuck, give an inside sex. Glock on me, I live like that. Tatter my face, cause I'm lit like that. Take a few losses to win like that. Shoot your big homie, get big like that. Rub it out, shot, he ain't built like that. Hunt around drum, I'ma hit like that. All right, man, that was YN Billy, newest Griselda artist. Now, Twitter followers and Griselda fans took notice to the different sound that Billy had compared to what they're used to, and they let Gun know it. <laughs> uh, was this the right pickup for Griselda? I think it is, man. I think it's the right pickup at the right time. If you're Westside Gun, as I commended him when we talked about the man of the year, uh, episode as we do each year 
you got to figure out now that people are saying the Griselda name, how do I broaden that? How do I get more people to pay attention? How do I get more people to listen? And that's by just not getting away from their sound that Benny Conway and him, he has, but when they signed a young lady, yep. they signed Boldy James, and then you signed this kid from Atlanta who act, sounds nothing like what they got in Griselda, but it's just broadening the spectrum of people who start navigating to their music, start paying attention to what they're doing. As Westside said, he's trying to be an executive in this. Mm. He looked up to like Baby, Cash Money, Big Timers, and he always said that he wanted to be on that side growing up some, in Atlanta. He was able to see how the bosses did it in the South. So I feel like him, he's trying to make that roster as effective as possible to meet as many different patches as possible. All of those patches of people yelling Griselda broadened his name. So I think it's a great move. I think it's a great move for people to listen to and look at this and wonder, hey, what this kid, what is he going to sound like with Griselda? Mm. Now, if you weren't going to listen, you are going to listen cause just because you're curious about how that sounds. I think he can use his formula to continue going down his path and even signing maybe some veterans going down that MMG route, mm. signing people to Griselda that you would really wonder, hey, how is this going to work? How would this mesh? And I'll, I'll throw a name out there that just crossed my head because we're talking about Atlanta and with a veteran. And it may not be a big deal to a lot of people, but like someone like Young Scooter. Mm. So he in Atlanta, he got like the dope boy Atlanta style trap music that he's doing. They got some Buffalo style. I ain't listened to a Scooter mixtape. I know he still put them out. Yeah. I ain't listened to one in a while. But if he signed with Griselda, I would be like, what the fuck is that going to sound like? And as soon as they gave the release date and it dropped, I'm there because I want to know how that's going to sound. Yeah, so I think I, it's the good formula. No, I, I can see it. it. It would add juice to, to you know, someone, a vet like that. Um, although you tripping Scooter done put out these last like two or three been slick bang. I, I ain't listening to all of them through, but I know he got some dope shit on them. Um, I'll say this though. I, this is this is gun diversifying his portfolio. Niggas probably looked at the they probably like Scooter, who the fuck is these niggas talking about? <laughs> Country ass. <laughs> My bad, go ahead. Nah, but this is uh, this is a smart play for Gun, man. It's, he's diversifying his portfolio. He's not putting his eggs all in one uh basket. You can only go so far with people with the sound that they have. And they have a very niche sound, and that's okay. That don't mean you can't boss up and have a diverse roster of sound. You can go to the West Coast. You can get you a, uh, a West Coast Dom Kennedy uh, laid-back type mm-hmm. cat. You can go back up top. You can go to Midwest, get somebody from the Midwest. You can go to the South. You can do... What this is what I envisioned G Unit was trying to do. Fifty tried to do with G Unit when he had G Unit West and G Unit South, and this if I, that's what it's giving me. It's giving me those vibes. And he was actually quoted as saying that he'd rather sign the hottest dude in Atlanta than sign a New York dude who's it trying sound to sound like, like he's from Atlanta. So kudos to Westside Gun for taking risks because this is a risk. Because trust me, he turned off probably eighty percent of his fan base with this play. But I think if you know Westside Gun and you follow him like I'm sure his fans do, then you know what this play was about. Like just like how you said, he's trying to be on baby level. He's trying to get his executive uh, hat on. So I'm not mad at the move. The song, however, is some slow, and it is definitely too young for me. But yeah, I, I get like what he's doing. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't uh, excited about it at all. Other than like I said, trying to figure out how it would sound those guys they're not gonna collab though i just think i think this will be see there, there's a couple of ways you can go about the, the record label you can go mmg with it where it's like we're a collective and we're slick a group when we do our little album but we really solo or you can do like a g unit how he was trying to expand and you can have different pockets of the country you know what i'm saying or like how death row was trying to do that like you can do it like that and, and you're related but you're not just hand in hand like that. You know it's what I'm saying? Subsidiary, yeah, subsidiary. Yeah, you could you could be a subsidiary and but you're all connected in one movement and you're just a branch off with a Griselda tree. You can you can do that. I'm shit. Griselda South. Nigga, that should be hard. Like I, I think that's dope, but the I can you can't add the coach to it no more. Just leave the Griselda. Because oh, okay. it, it's even more appealing if you got a a nigga from down here or from the West Coast. It, you couldn't imagine 
being with these Buffalo niggas and he yelling Griselda, that just like even adds to the lure, I think. Yeah. No, I, I can respect that. Fantastic. So lastly, before we head to our breakdown of Future's album, Master P. Master P was definitely pissed off here lately because of some editing that was done on the series Growing Up Hip Hop. Uh, he went to the Instagrams to show the original footage in comparison to the Growing Up Hip Hop footage and pointed out how these shows go to make people look bad. Should P expect this by now or does he have a right to be pissed? P, P has a right to be pissed. Um, and there's one legitimate reason that he has. And I mean, one reason only P is listed as an executive producer on the show. His name and opinion should hold weight. Now, if he wasn't on the paperwork, if he was just a, a, the talent on the show, then, then, you know, you just, you're just, you know, one of the players in the game. You're not the coach. You're not the GM. You do what's told, but he's a shot caller on the show. Is so, he? And I, I feel like if it wasn't for that, his hands would be tied. But since he's a shot caller, yes, yeah, he should feel some type of way. He should have input on how his son and his storyline is played out to everybody else. He, he should be in the editing room with them, telling them how he want his people to look. I'm with him 100 percent on that. He, he has a right to be upset. Mm. I disagree 100 percent, man. Master P's a vet in this game. He know how this shit goes. When you sign on to shows like this, then you sign it on for what they give you. Now, if you're in the position that P's in, like you said, where you can call some shots and you have uh, editing privileges or you can have editing, final editing say, then you negotiate that in the contract. I'm not here for P explaining shit on the back end or like, well, this is what really happened like that. You signed up for it. You signed a deal with the devil to do the reality shit, so you got to face like the music from it. P is way too intelligent and too advanced in this game for me to think that if he didn't want full editing control or if he wanted it, he would have put it in his contract. I you know think, what I'm saying? So yeah. what I what I feel like going to a larger point of him not practicing what he preaches, P has never been the type of person to put these type of things in other people's hands. He's famous for that 80-20 deal. He's famous for being his own boss and making no limit a household name. So do this shit on your own. Like I he shouldn't have to go to whoever does growing up hip hop. I don't know if it's Mona Scott or whatever uh network that it's on. Like P should be doing this on his channel. Like there are people that are interested in doing this and people that he could have partnered with where this type of creative difference doesn't happen at all. Like he don't have to worry about it because it's people like him that are calling the shots or that the bosses of who's putting this out. So I just, I can't agree with P here, man. He's going against everything that he preaches again that he mad about what happened. I can't, I can't agree with him. Uh, TMZ got video of him quote unquote arguing with the show producer about some of the fake drama um, over a manufactured storyline between Romeo and Angela Simmons. But I'm going to tell you what's funny about that shit. I was watching a couple of clips preparing for the episode, and <clears throat> I watched one. It was Romeo with some of his homeboys. They were talking about Angela. And out of nowhere, nigga, my gal chimes in across the room. If he feels like that, he should just say something. He acts so childish. I was like, damn. What happened? Oh, but, that, but, see, but here's the thing. That's the reaction that the producers are looking for. This is why they're creating those storylines to keep people engaged and watching mm -hmm. and wanting to know what happened? Do they get together? Do they break up? What happened? Like that, that audience is here for that. So the producers are doing what they know best. That's a proven formula of storytelling, which is the love story aspect of the shit. So it's working on that end because she watches the show. So it's like for that audience, they're here for that. She don't give a shit about P uh, and them looking quote unquote positive or what, because she's not necessarily looking at that as in a negative light. But P didn't like that they were trying to manufacture that relationship when they really not even talking like it. But I mean, <laughs> I mean that, but that's that's how it that's goes. The deal that you, yeah, that's the deal that you sign up with. Like, like you said, those people are trying to push a TV show. Like, exactly. It's cool, P. It's cool that you're on here and you're selling Miati shoes and that you're pushing your sons to play basketball and doing the black dad that thing like LeVar Ball did. Like, all of that is absolutely great. Those people have no interest in portraying that part of you. That's a fact. None at all. And he knows that coming into it, but I think he feel like, all right, if I do this, I'm going to be able to play them, get the Miyadis on screen. Ain't nothing bad going to come from this because I'm too smart. They ain't going to catch me in this position. And boom. 
little yeah. magic trick with the editing, little here there. Now they caught you in this position. So like, I, I just don't. I don't. I, I never felt like P, like big fan, call him Uncle P. I never felt like he was the type of person that's gonna come out and 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 try to cop plea. Well, excuse me, not cop a plea, but ask you to feel sorry for him. He a boss. Like yeah. you made a mistake. You gave him the opportunity to be able to do this. They did it. What can you say? Romeo been on the show since 2015. Um, no and, way. and five years. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, and <clears throat> what's crazy though, man, one time I met this dude one time who was a uh, a cameraman for Housewives, mm-hmm. and I was like, I said, hey, how much of that stuff is staged? He was like, he was this white dude. He was from like another country. Had this crazy ass accent. I said, how much of that stuff is staged? And he was like, bro. And this this isn't gonna shock a lot of people. Maybe some. He was like, "Man, it's all produced, all of it. Like they go, hey, go sit over there, and when you sit down, mention something about her husband and ask her about da 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 da. Like they tell them what to say, and they they control pretty much the direction of the entire show. And so I understand maybe P didn't know what he signed up for. I don't he know. know. He know. He didn't seen this shit before. Maybe he, he well, referenced all he the other the stuff. <laughs> yeah, like people are gonna say I'm caping here because this is my man's. But if, if P don't want to start a TV station, like Puff is out there, Dame Dash is out there, like why haven't Dame Dash and, and P put something together? This we, we don't need to see. We don't need to see the Dame Dash and P. <laughs> I'm looking for no. the Dame Dash and P collaboration. No, like, no. Put this, take this over to Dash Media. No, absolutely you know what I'm not. And he can run it there. But all jokes aside, man, P too much of a boss for me to care about him having these type of problems. This is just him making a mistake with the contract. He executive producing it, man. He bossed up. He just that not was, bossed up enough. That was a that's a, a full title. Uh, you know that. Let's talk future, dude. Yo, boy, high off life. Mm. That's the name of the new future project. Um, expectations going into this future, man. How you? What were you thinking going into? Were you excited? I know you were. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that's not saying that in any hating sense, but when you get my age, you start to realize who's making stuff for you. Future is not making music for me at all. Mm. Secondly, he's not making music for quarantine. So I've, <laughs> I mm. wouldn't excite. Future may get out, associate with people music. That's so true. I really wasn't thinking that this was going to hit that hard. And my first initial thought was he was probably going to be some throwaways, something that he had sitting in the tuck and was going to drop anyway because we were referenced several times on other episodes during this. It's like, who is going to be the major artist to try to put out an album through this? The baby did it. He sold, you know, he was okay yeah. with what he has expected. Uh, Little Baby has done actually well and Uzi has done well. So the older acts like Future was kind of worried how they're going to look if they drop during quarantine. And that's what I was wondering about initially, not even the music per se, because I know that's not for me, actually. What do you think? Yeah, my expectations were medium to low. Um, this is his eighth album, right? And, and you know, who, how, how, who knows how many mixtapes he's had in, in between sprinkling into that. I have wanted to write Future off for the probably the last three years now. Uh, we were supposed to get, or at least we thought we were getting another collab project with Drake at the beginning of the year. We didn't get it. We got teased with a song and maybe one or two leaks. That was about it. And then we get this project and I look at it and it's 20 joints on here and I'm like, oh shit. Like I, I, like, I didn't know if I could sit through a 20 track future project in 2020 when there's 20 futures out right now that rap and sound just like them. Um, so every time I want to listen to a new project, I count them out early. I, my expectations are always low. I'm not going to lie. And with that being said, my initial thoughts, the first five or so songs, I was ready to chalk this up as same shit, different day. You know what I'm saying? However, when it started to heat up at about number six, number seven, it really picked up steam and I really started to like it again. I, I want to write him off so bad, but every time he use he usually delivers something at least tolerable, if not flat out banging. And in, in, in my opinion, this one is no exception. I don't know about that, but what I will say, twenty songs was definitely uh, intimidating. Yeah, that's <laughs> coming into this, knowing this isn't the type of you know, music that 
I'm necessarily catering to right now in my life. Uh, but I did like that intro. Like, Future's always good for that, for that slick shit. So he caught me right out the gate with Trapped in the Sun. Then he went, I kind of feel like, back to that DS2 formula with High Tech, Touch the Sky, Solitaries, Ride Strikers. I feel like I had heard all of those songs before. Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, then, like you said, we get to six. And one of my posted with Demons, Trillionaire, Hard to Choose One. Then all, start turn, hard, all of them go hard. It started turning around for me as far as what he was saying. Because even though Future does give you a lot of the same stuff repackaged, and I mean, if you can sell it, sell it. Why not? Yeah. He does give a little more introspect on a couple of these albums that I named right there in the meat of it till he's growing up a little bit. And I don't even mean just like how people refer to him as being toxic, but I mean just growing up and becoming wiser, dropping the gems in the music where you be like, damn, if you just said that. You're right, right. And, right. Uh, and you'll walk away from it like just surprised by that. So that was my initial takeaway uh, with what I heard running through it at first. Yeah, like in a world where people are doing their best future impersonation, a lot of mm -hmm. people, it, he always drops and reminds me that you can't outshine the master. Like, yeah, okay, none of them do it like future though. You can't do you can't do future like future can do future. Like that's 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 the bottom line. And this album showed me how much of an influence he's really had on the culture. Like, there's a song on here, uh, hard to choose one, which is banging. I, I really fuck with that. But and this is gonna sound weird. He sounds exactly like Gunna on there. When in actuality, Gunna sounds damn near exactly like Future. Like he's a branch off of the Future tree. And nice. that's not necessarily even a knock on Gunna because he's carved out a nice lane for himself. But go back and listen to Hard to Choose One. It's impossible to not hear Gunna on there. And that's probably one reason why I don't resonate with Gunna's music like that is because it's too closely related to what Future has done and has mastered on his own. So that was just another example. That song is fire, by the way. Like that, I run that a lot. The pianos is crazy. What were some of the highlights on the project for you? Some of the highlights, I kind of touched on them a little bit earlier when we were talking about how our initial reactions were. Uh, but I really did like. Hmm, I'm pulling it back up now. I really did like one of my. I like Posted with Demons. Posted with Demons is probably my favorite song on there. Mm. And uh, Pray for a Key was dope for me. Pray for He's a done key, that song like, like 10 times. I'm going to be real. He ready. has, but I liked it. I, I ain't going to lie. And um, Hard to Choose One was okay. But my favorite, I would go with one of my Posted with Demons, the Trillionaire song, Hard to Choose One. Those are the ones that I walked away with. I'm like, okay, I'm fucking with these. Everything else either was like you said it sounded like recycled old future stuff or it's just like too much of it out there even though it's future it's just i don't want to hear it because uh, it sounds like a lot of other songs uh but those are my standouts what stood out to you um up the river banging mm. um yeah, that's that traditional that. that's traditional fire future right there posted with demons is also dope but my favorite song on there is too comfortable um songs like that get your merch copped that shit is fire. Like, your merch cop. That's funny. Absolutely. Like, I almost pulled the trigger on the hoodie off of that song. Like, that motherfucker's tough. That's on repeat. Them drums is crazy. And real quick, I actually like the bonus joints on there at the end. I thought those were tough. The song with Meek was bad. The song with, the song with Dirk. I actually liked it. And I don't even really like Lil Dirk, but that song was hard. The Life is Good remix is cool. I know we already heard that, but it's cool. I hadn't listened in a minute. So I, I thought he picked some solid little bonus joints. Those are usually trash, but... Yeah, I forgot all about that remix. Yeah, I did too. I, I had completely forgot about it, and it was cool to hear it again. I was like, ah, okay, yeah, I'll fuck with this. So it, I, the project was dope. Shout out to um, Life is Good, though, for causing this to go gold in like an hour because the streams already counted toward that uh, with him and Drake. So that was a smart play. I love when artists brag on that. As if the public isn't hip to that shuck now. <laughs> right. Like, like, Future was like, yeah, go already. Go 10 minutes. Uh, it's been like, 30 minutes. Uh, like, yeah, bro. life is good is on there, bro. We yeah, know. It's, it's because your single is on. Like, you could have got away with that about two or three years ago. Like, that ain't going gold in an hour? That shit right. We know now, bro. We know yeah, the we shuck is in, but they like, relax. Right. Um, what didn't work for me, um, the Travis Scott song. He's been on a win streak lately. But that solitaire joint with him that, like that, that ain't that's not it. Um the high tech tech and the riding strikers. 
all those joints, as you notice, are at the beginning of the project. Those did not work for me at all. Those were throwaways. Those sounded like bonus songs. I, I could have done without that. I know it's Travis Scott. You got to put them on here. But that's a weak, that was a weak Travis Scott verse and song. So those those were my lowlights. What what didn't work for you? The Travis Scott song. If you're going to get a Travis Scott feature, that 100% shouldn't be it. Like yeah. You got to do something different with that. I didn't like High Tech or Touch the Sky. Those two, like, it's just, it's recycled. It sounds like old future. Some shit he had for other albums and just threw it in there to make this 20 songs that had to meet a minute mark or something. <laughs> those, those just did not work for me. Um, out of space B, out of space B. That's bang, like, though. I, I ain't really like that. Nah, that's bang. I'm, I'm good. But again, I know what he made for me and I know what I can pick through on here. So I wasn't mad at him, but ones that I'm going to immediately skip over like the BP, the beats per minute, or is that what you call it? BPM. Yeah, that's too fast for me on some of those. I'm like, fuck that. I'm out. Uh, so High Tech Tech and Touch the Sky mainly are the ones that stood out that I didn't like at all. When you, the ones when, of that tempo. If you go back and think of when Future first came out, would you have pictured him on his eighth album and still kind of in the same relevant space that he's in? Because the numbers are the, the projected numbers are in, and they're looking good for him. Um, so it's like, I'm trying to think if I would have peeped this, that 170 to 185 is the forecast. i tell you when I feel like I... Did I think that when I first heard him, or are you saying did I ever think that? When you first heard him. Uh, what was it? Based on a true story? Yeah. Before that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirty I Sprite, like maybe. I was... I feel like I knew he would be a star. I don't believe that. Ain't no way. I'm just, let me finish. Okay. Well, ain't no way around it. Mm. Like, when, when that was getting like the rotation, I ain't saying I knew he was going to be future Hendrix or whatnot. But when that, when that ain't no way around it and that Tony Montana, re- yeah. the Tony Montana remix really did it when Drake hopped on there. When Drake hopped on the Tony Montana remix, like I, he was out of there. I knew he was gonna be like for at least a, a while because it's, it was just unique. Yeah. It was different in the sense of it wasn't auto tune, it wasn't just flat out straight rapping. It was kind of like some of that swag stuff at the very beginning, like swag rap. And he had he had work was working on perfecting it. So yeah. I would say with the the Tony Montana remix. What about you? Little known Black History fact: that's probably one of the worst Drake features. That song made no Drake sense. That, nah, what? No, I can't even remember Drake verse. That's that verse. That song. He didn't belong on that song. That was a. That was an it industry was play. Yeah, it was Drake. Why not have him on it? Yeah, that's that, that's, that's, that single was on a mixtape, but they wanted that single to be for his album, so they went and got whoever you would go get when you have an album single, if it, whether it makes sense or not, and they got Drake on a Tony Montana song. Like, bro, no, fam. And Future ripped that too. Fresh off the banana boat. I uh, was that he that. was ripping that. I can't say from the east where niggas put your candle He was hey, ripping. I, I don't need Drake on a song about a dope king. Like, it doesn't make sense at all. Like, they threw him a stupid bag, I'm sure. And so he was like, shit, I right, bet. Thank you. I don't even remember records. how Drake verse went. Bro, his verse was some slaw. He, that, that song doesn't fit him at all. Like, I don't know. I was gonna say I don't know whose idea that was, but I, that was somebody on the thirty-sixth floor at Epic in Manhattan that was like, "Let me take the hottest rap or what, you know one of the up-and-coming hottest rappers and throw him on this song right here." And Future didn't probably didn't even meet for that song, bro. He just email shit, bro. Yeah, I think it was something about the video too. Why they never ended up using like Drake to show up for the video. Like I think that's how they got cool. Or something. It's some weird story. Oh, there's behind. a story behind it. Yeah, it's yeah. some weird story behind that song in the video about Drake not showing up, and then that's how they were able to do that album, uh, What a Time to Be Alive, just based off the interaction from this and the video not happening. Yeah, so y'all that, look that shit up and Google that shit. That 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 song, that that wasn't it for Drake. I got to go back and listen to Drake verse now. But you know, that was a lot of people's first time really hearing Future, though. Like, on some real, because it, it, so it worked. You know what I'm saying? But we was already on the mixtapes. I remember niggas hitting me like, uh, the song Drake on, it's Tony Montana show. I was like, man, we've been on that. Yeah, cause that, ain't no way around it was man. That shit was fire. But what what put him on was that Rax though. With, uh, I can't YC. remember that nigga name. Why Yeah, yeah, that's what Rax. Put him on. Yeah, that Rax got him in there. 
Um, now, rating time. Um, this is going to be my first time ever. I have actually two ratings for this project. What? Yeah, two ratings. Generally speaking, it's three reels. It's good worth streaming because the replay value is low and it's not a ton of substance. But if you're a future fan, this is 3.5 is banging. So it, you have to weigh it on two different scales, dude. I can't play this for somebody, generally speaking, that doesn't follow future like that and be like, nigga, this shit hard. This is, they're going to look at me like, that's the same song. What are you talking about? But for a future fan that you get his vibe and where he's coming from and you know his history and you know the type of music that he makes, this is top tier, high quality future music. So I'd have to give it three and a half bang. What about you? I'm not going to give it that much uh, distinction for you to decide between the two because you are right. But I think hip hop fans are very rare. So I got to acknowledge but. Hip-hop fans have to be able to decide what's for them and what's not. And if it's not for you, don't call it trash just because it ain't your type of shit. Uh, so with taking that into consideration, I'm going to give it good work streaming, which is three mics. Mm. And um, I, cause I, like I said, I, I feel like the future fans know what it is, and they're going to ride for it regardless. He got one of the strongest fan bases out there. I know we talked about that a little last week. Uh, but just – in passing, there's some good ass songs on there that only someone like Future could make in the same vein of what everybody else is doing, and he's just doing it the best. So I'm gonna give it three. It's definitely worth checking out, and you're gonna get some good content out of it. Even this though you is, may not this, save the album. This is a good soundtrack if you if you on the move for the night. Yeah, like, you like can let if, this if go. You, if we were out, yeah, if you were out doing something or whatever, got some friends over since quarantine, and y'all six feet. Social distancing. You can have his <laughs> playing in the background. Definitely can have his crack. Shout out to Future, man. He even tried to, he even tried as an attempt at some uh, transparency with it, accepting my flaws, man. I, I said, yeah, man, look at Future, I, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll skip. Now, that's what? I'll skip. Man, that skip. song was banging. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? I ain't here for Future uh, letting us put his heart on his sleeve. He got seven kids, man. He got to say something, man. Even he admitted, like, this is a mess. I'm not going to lie. That's funny. That's funny. (laughs) nigga said, this shit is a mess, man. Look, (laughs) fuck, man. I know. God damn. That shit, that's funny. But but he did what Future does best, and that's mindless, head-nodding entertainment, man. Like, he does it. He he can do that, bro. You can can nod to this all night long. It had the same little bounce. (laughs) Like, it's cool, man. Like, you can club hop to this shit. That's a fact. That y'all let us know, man, what y'all thought about that future. Go to Facebook in the rap chat. Jump in there. Give us your opinions. Uh, are we on Are we on point with it, man? Three and a half, three. Are you completely out on future? Or are we tripping? Is this a classic future hive? The future hive probably says it's a classic. Um, but we got a couple wins and some losses to hand out. Um, we got a W to common. He started the hashtag We Matter 2 campaign urging jails to release inmates whose sentences are mostly completed um, during the pandemic since social distancing is near impossible in jail. Shout out to comment on the prison reform wave right now. Yeah, that's dope. That's really dope. Um, I mean, I, I think the initiative is good. I love to see him work with Meek, who's already got the initiative going and just being able to put the powers together and keep this pushing uh, instead of letting people ride in jail for nonviolent offenses. Definite W to him. And I, and I like that there's not just one face of a movement. You can have multiple Facts. people going in on, like Jay and Rock Nation and Yo Gotti was down in Mississippi on some mm-hmm. prison reform shit. You know what I'm saying? Meek obviously is, is running that, is waving that flag. And then you got Common doing shit too. So it, you can do it all over the place. Kim K, you know, if you want to add her in there. Uh, it, people chipping in from all angles. It doesn't have to be one Kim person. K. That's the go to. She's doing her thing. Um, another W to Eminem and DMX, maybe. Uh, Nori took to IG and said that Eminem versus DMX versus might be on deck. Uh, if you remember, X challenged Jay Z to a battle. <laughs> we haven't heard from Hove yet, but Don't expect to. Eminem and X said that they are with it. Uh, is this a good matchup? Hell no, man. Damn. I just don't, and I ain't saying that Eminem is not a dope artist. What DMX is, I just don't 
again think this would be entertainment. Showmanship is a big part of this. Eminem is going to be on that kissing DMX ass. And, and oh, you're so great, and this and that. And I, I just don't I, don't, I don't think that it would be good IG content. The catalogs may match up. People may be able to put 20 songs together and make that sound good, cool. But as far as content and sitting there watching it for two hours, man, I'm not trying to see Eminem and DMX. It would be cool because Eminem is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but I just don't think that his type of funny is going to resonate with DMX. Mm. And that just won't die. Well, actually, that might be entertaining. Yeah, it might be a train wreck. Of, it may be an absolute train wreck, which would be entertaining. So I don't know if that's good for the culture or not. Because seeing Eminem and DMX beef on IG Live would be in the headlines during quarantine for the next month. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I would like to see Eminem do a versus battle. I would like to see DMX do one. Maybe if Swiss were there with him. Uh, maybe some rough rider shit, uh, something like that, but not them versus each other at all. Yeah, I, I don't think they're a good matchup musically. Like, we're, like you're gonna play stop, drop, open up shop against hi. My name is like it just like what? No, that's not who the fuck is picking hi. My name is over any like it's and I fuck and I like the song, but like, come on, man. Like it just DMX like made anthems and hard shit and, and Eminem. Made shit about putting his mom in the trunk. Like I, I like both. I'm a fan of both artists, but it just that's not a good matchup to be. Similar to Luda and Nelly, because Luda dog walked Nelly, and we knew that's, that wasn't a good matchup. Happen. But they put it, it together happen. anyway, and we don't need to see two murders, two <sighs> battles in a row. Nelly shit. needed me there to pick the songs for him. That's first off. Nelly doesn't problem, have twenty to choose from. Nelly's problem was placement. No, it wasn't that he can't beat Ludacris in a battle. It's just that he wasn't prepared. Like Nelly, Nelly looked like he just was like, "Oh, are we doing this today?" Like, brother, I've been promoing this for a week. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, what are you doing? Nelly I, did frustrate me in that sense. I didn't get to hit on that on IG live, so I'm glad you brought that back up. But he just was ill prepared. You going against a nigga like Ludacris? Ludacris a nerd, man. He probably started preparing for this as soon as they started promoing. He had his, he had a list of songs that he want to play. Song that he was gonna play if Ludacris, I mean, excuse me, if Nelly played this song, songs if he was gonna play if he didn't play this song, like he probably had six or seven different lists right there. He dressed up for it. Ludacris was all in. He should have won. That's playing chess. That's what that's called. No, that's you have nothing better to do. <laughs> Nelly's, <laughs> Nelly's still out here in these streets, nigga, getting to it. <laughs> oh shit! No, that's that's about, that, that shit was funny. That shit was funny. The memes and the gifts and the jokes on Twitter for Nelly's reception were classic. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. I, mean, no, I know Nelly hot, too, because he don't seem like he got a good sense of humor. <laughs> he like he, he get mad, mad quick. Yeah, he like he get mad quick and just, just go all left. He's like, bro, just playing, bro. Like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> we gonna fight. That seemed like Nelly. They're definitely that type of nigga. Uh, look, in a versus battle, DMX and Eminem, in a round, you have slipping versus stand. Which mm -hmm. round wins? Who wins that round? Mm -hmm. That's rough because I'm a that huge a fan of both right of those there. records. And all those slipping, right uh, I, 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 I'd have slip. to go stand to that as soon as we can. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's, that's a classic. Got that. That's a classic. But I, I'd go, I'm, I'm gonna go stand just because that's probably top three hip hop stories. And there's been a lot of really good stories, and I, that that would get the nod barely. But I'd I, I hate to choose between that though. I, 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 I fuck with them songs heavy. On Deckers, y'all let us know on one of the social media platforms who wins that round: DMX versus Eminem, Slipping versus Stan. That shit crazy. Um, and then Stan came to life later on. Like this shit, this shit, wow. Yeah, that's hard. Um, one more W, man, to Deontay Hitchcock. His long-awaited debut album, Better, dropped this week on RCA Records. Did you check it out? I haven't gotten to it yet, actually. Uh, I added this note on here and still haven't checked out the album. Uh, he's been promoting it for a while. I hope it's good because I've been waiting on it. I've really been holding back because I don't want to be disappointed. Um, so yeah. I've been holding back just a little bit. I plan on listening to it tonight, though. But I do uh, like what Dante is doing. Uh, I like him uh, promoing it. I've seen the cover art for it. It looked really good. So I'm 100% on board for it. I'll let you know how it sounds on one of the reviews. Shout out to, to uh, Deontay Hitchcock. He's probably Atlanta's best-kept secret. 
um, he can rap his ass off. That's the fact. Like, dude can spit. Like, I get to him. He's pro- he's most known for doing his in-car freestyles. That's how he actually got signed uh, by doing those freestyles in the whip. So, uh, y'all check out Deontay Hitchcock Project, man. It's called Better. Would love to have him on the show to talk about it. Um, yeah, we need to get that done. On Decker of the Week, man. Hey, listen, guys. We have a special 350th episode. We just celebrated seven years deep in the game last week. We are doing a mailbag episode. Shout out to everyone who has already submitted questions. Y'all are the on-deckers of the week, but you still have an opportunity to submit questions. IG, Twitter, DM, email, ondecktv at gmail.com, Facebook. Hit us up between now and next week, and we'll get your questions in the mailbag episode. It's going to be lit. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I can't wait. This is your guys' chance to be a part of the show. So like you said, questions have been pouring in since we did the little soft release of we were doing this 350. Uh, so we're giving back to you guys that have been listening for a long time. You know, it's something you always wanted to ask. Shoot it over on any one of the platforms, and we'll answer it, man. We plan on having a lot of fun with these. So send over some dope questions that we can get in-depth to. That way you can learn a lot more about the On Deck TV podcast and the Realville Media Group as a whole, uh, and that'll keep you locked in with us. So we look forward to that mailbag episode, man. It's going to be lit. Absolutely, man. Uh, put me on some. I am reading The Four Agreements. It's I a have classic. The facts. And um, I mentioned this book probably before on this podcast. This is my second time reading it through. Uh, specifically, Don't Take Things Personal chapter. Mm. Um, I feel like every now and then, if you get a good book, like you immediately say, that's a classic. If you feel yourself kind of getting out of whack, we've been quarantined. It's kind of hard to stay on a, a good accord or what you would say, yeah. uh, just mentally. So I, I just picked that up and started reading through it. First one is, of course, be impeccable with your word. Uh, that one was a good read, reread, but really the don't take things personal it's easy to get in your head and, and think that motherfuckers are attacking you mm. and then you walk around with a grudge on or whatever it may be and it, life's a lot better if you don't take shit personal yeah so, that book that book is fucking fire it is it's great great book um what I'm you gonna, got i'm gonna keep it to the small screen um i watched over the weekend contagion from mm. 2011 and i've already seen it but this movie hit so different during this quarantine. You fell into Dude, the trap. Y'all have to watch. Like, first of all, it's a fire movie, ensemble cast. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Matt Damon, Lawrence Fishburne, Gwyneth Paltrow, Sonia Lathan, Brian Cranston. Like, it's a fire movie, but it's so close to what's going on today that it's almost eerie, dude. Like, Please, y'all check that out when y'all have a free hour and 45 minutes. Um, it's a super dope movie. They even used the term social distancing in there, which completely fucked me up because I don't remember it the first time I saw it. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I thought that was a That's term funny. that niggas just made up now. <laughs> That's funny as hell. I didn't know that was an actual thing. Is that the... That's- that ain't the one with the monkey, is it? Outbreak. No, nah, that's Outbreak. Monkey. That's a classic, too, though. I don't remember this. I don't know if you I ain't seen, Contagion? seen Contagion. I don't think so. Ah, you gotta watch I it. seen that Matt Damon clip you sent to the group chat, but I don't think I ever seen this. No, nah, you gotta watch it. Especially if Brian Cranston. And I know I ain't, I ain't even know who Brian Cranston was until Breaking Bad. Yeah, me neither, though. I ain't know that either. And Did you double back on Malcolm in the Middle, though? Absolutely not. You're a beast on that. It's, it's way different from what you think it is. I promise you. I'm, it's I'm, worth them the 30 minutes or uh, whatever the episode is. I promise you. I ain't even get to finish it. I need to start walking walk it back up, actually. Super good on Malcolm in the Middle. You know that? that? I do not believe it. But now, nah, check out that Contagion. That's a good watch, especially now. Like, it like it show every perspective of an, a pandemic. From the the doctor to the skeptical to, to the conspiracy theorist to the nurse, like it's it's dope, man. Just check it out. You know I like perspective movies, um, so it's just highly recommended, man. You ain't got shit else to do, y'all. Might as well check, it, might out. check it out. I'm definitely check that out. Uh, hey, man, another week in the books, as you say. Don't forget, episode three fifty is next week. Y'all shoot us y'all emails, y'all DMs, any question. It don't even necessarily got to be hip hop related. It can be. I don't, that's fine. But it can be anything, honestly, just as long yeah, as it's a it good question. Anything. 
Yeah, anything you guys have been wanting to know about the host of the On Dead TV podcast, we'd love to hear. Remember, send us over your questions. We plan on having fun with this mailbag episode. Again, we appreciate you guys rocking with us for seven years. Uh, many more ones to come, only getting bigger and better. Check us out on all the platforms that you usually check us out on. Look for us doing more stuff uh, up to come. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Stay safe during the quarantine and social distance. Wash your hands. <laughs> all right, we out, man. Yep.